here. And that lets you save the look here. True form life. Green look on Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. All right, thanks so much for being here on this edition of the show. Thanks so much for your time and efforts to come and check out what we have going on each week. Now, just a quick word from our sponsor, Puridime. Now, this is a, a raw plant-based company that specializes in probiotics and digestive enzymes. Now, sometimes we need a little help processing food, uh, digesting, absorbing, utilizing. If we run into any heartburn, indigestion, bloating, gas, that means that we need a little bit of help, and Puridime has fantastic products to help you out. So if you head over to puridime.com slash drewtadia, this is my landing page. You'll be directed to their plant, plant-based plant digestive enzyme called Lifezyme. Now, they're offering exclusively for Exploring Mind and Body listeners a 10% off discount. So go ahead and enter in the code word DREW, D-R-E-W, into the coupon code when you get to the shopping cart. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, so in this episode, I want to talk about habits and conditioned responses. Now, I think that most, I personally feel that most things that we do in life are a conditioned response or out of habit. Now, I'm going to talk about how these are are very similar. So I've talked about this in the past show about how our conditioned response with Ivan Pavlov and the dog and saliva and food and check out the last show if you haven't checked that out. I talked about stress, adrenal fatigue and stress or adrenal fatigue and reducing stress, one of those titles. And for the most part, the things that we do out of life, not only are what we accept out of life, but our expectations as well. So I talked about expectations in a past show. But what I'm getting at here is now, if, if we look at something like cravings, for example, now a craving is usually a conditioned response. So it doesn't matter if it's stress or, or if it's food or if it's um, some kind of issues that we're dealing with. Again, that would have a lot to do with stress. But for example, if we're stressed out and, and our body's conditioned to look for comfort foods, when we're stressed out, that's a conditioned response. So you could, I'm not going to say easily, but you could twist that around and and have your body crave a breathing exercise when you're stressed out. Now that's a different conditioned response. That's a different habit that you're forming. So every type of habit that we have was formed at some point. Now it was formed through the beliefs uh, that, that you have yourself, your personal beliefs, or they were formed through someone helping you (laughs) with personal beliefs. And this goes back to a previous show. Again, I talked about the story you're telling yourself. So if you tell yourself you need something sweet on Friday night, now that's a conditioned response. That's a habit you formed every Friday night knowing that you're going to go to a movie and, and have some popcorn and soda. Or if you're if you're going to a friend's house for a sleepover, you guys know you're gonna have a bag of chips and some coke. Like those are all conditioned responses. And like I was saying, with let's say we're stressed out, for example, we know that's a conditioned response. How we say I'm gonna look for fatty, sugary, highly processed foods because those are comfort foods and they make me feel better. 
Well, they don't actually make you feel better. They make you feel better because you know you're doing something that I guess you're accepting that. You're saying that this is okay because I'm stressed out. So that's the story you're telling yourself. That's a conditioned response that you've created. And it makes you feel okay because you're not feeling guilty about it, but you don't feel better. <laughs> you really don't. You're putting more stress on your body. Sugary foods, they give us a spike of insulin for a brief moment, and then there's a crash. So anytime there's an artificial spike, there's always a crash. So that's why I talk about other areas of how to increase your energy. So exercise is one of them. You can naturally increase your energy by exercising on a consistent basis or even one time you're going to notice that's the very first thing people tell me when I first put them on a exercise program I can't believe the exercise the energy I have now a lot of people come to me for an exercise program when they haven't worked out in a long time so they haven't had energy in a long time either so of course when you start working out you're going to say, wow, I can't believe the energy I have because these are endorphins flowing through your body. Your body's starting to, or sorry, your blood's starting to move throughout your body. And instead of being close to your heart, it's going to be flowing through your extremities, which is a sensation we haven't felt in a long time. That's another energy sensation. And when it comes to exercise, food follows right along. So when we start exercising, we naturally start to want to eat better or make better decisions. So now I understand there's two sides of it. One mindset says, oh, I just exercised. I can have that Big Mac. <laughs> and the other side says, I've exercised. Now I want to have something clean in my body. I don't want all that hard work to go to waste. So there's two different mindsets, but usually we want one, when we feel better, we want to continue to feel better and do more things to make ourselves feel better. Now, I say this all the time. I say we are creatures of habit. We sleep on the same side of the bed. We, we drive on, in the same side, on the same side of the car. <laughs> just kidding. See what I did there? <laughs> I, just gotta, I gotta keep you on your toes. Of course we drive on the same side of the car. So, but these, there's little things that we do. Like we watch TV on the same side of the couch. We watch breakfast. We eat breakfast in the same chair at the table in the morning. We park in the same stall, even though we can park anywhere we want in the parking lot. Many times we're not assigned to a spot. We just park there because we're creatures of habit. So if we could start positively reinforcing positive healthy habits instead of negative habits these are all conditioned responses that we can improve sorry in different ways how we can improve our lifestyle so i talked about breathing exercises fantastic way to release some stress so think about how beneficial it would be to if you're if you're frustrated instead of internalizing that anger and frustration if you took some deep breaths if you breathe in for five seconds if you held for five seconds, and if you breathed out for five seconds. And if you did that a series of times, just think about how much better you feel. Many times when we sit down and we think about meditation, for example, it's not, it's the, I mean, it's the thought of meditation that scares us and that we have to sit there and deal with our own thoughts. And then there's the other kind of myth around meditation that you have to think about nothing. Now, I think that's kind of a a mistake if you if anyone's teaching that or if that's if that's what you think or that's how you're taught I personally I think that if you have a lot on your mind you should think about them let them come in and let them go out just as easily we're so busy trying to fight 
med- meditation should be a nice, easy flow of thoughts, of movement, if you're moving, of different energies going in and out of your body. It should be a nice and easy flow. And that's kind of what Tai Chi is. You're flowing energy around. It's, of course, it's a type of meditation as well. But by blocking those thoughts or pushing them to the side, we're doing ourselves an injustice and not really meditating. So if you, you know what happens with me, I always go through phases where I meditate for extended period of time and then I stop and then I meditate for extended period of time and I'm hoping at some point in my life that I'll meditate consistently, maybe every single morning, for example. That's not where I am at this point in my life, but I'm, I'm working there and I'm hoping that that comes. So here's what happens when I sit down. I sit down and I, I meditate and I haven't for a long time. All these thoughts come flowing into my head and it's like a attack of my brain and emotions. It's like, oh, I haven't thought about that for a while. I haven't really um, dealt with that. I have to get this done. Although I do address them, I let them come in, you know, I have a look at them, I think about them, and then I let them go and I pick another thought that comes. Now, let me tell you what happens the next day. So I, the next day I sit down and less thoughts come into my mind and I allow them to come in. You know, I, I welcome them. Come on in. Let's, let's see what we got going on up here today. Because I think so many of us were so worried and so busy about hiding from those thoughts. We block them. We push them away. We don't let that natural energy flow through our body. And that's where we get all kinds of blockages in different areas. Now, I'm not going to get into all the details of how I feel about energy um, but I think that that's a, a simple way to understand about at least how I feel about energy and meditation and reducing stress and forming habits. So each time I sit down and meditate in a row, less and less thoughts come. Even if I welcome them or even if I'm trying to figure out what's been on my mind or what's been bothering me, less and less thoughts come because they've been addressed and they don't linger. So after about a week, for example... I really have very few thoughts going through my mind and I'm in a more peaceful meditative state. And then of course, you know, something happens and then I stop doing my regular meditation. I sit down again and all these thoughts come flowing in. So I can actually feel my body when I'm flowing, when my energy is flowing just a little bit better. I can feel when I'm a little bit more peaceful because I don't have all these blockages. I don't have all these thoughts coming through my head. And I think that has a lot to do, I personally feel that that has a lot to do with stress and forming a habit. So if we don't have a habit of letting our stress leave our body or addressing them, that's a formed habit of letting stress pile up. So if we look at a past show, or sorry, the next show is going to be talking about adrenal fatigue is... We have so much, we have we deal with so many conditions, whether it's dehydration or headaches or actual physical injuries, because our body has no real way to release stress. That's a conditioned response, whether it's positive or negative. So we, if we could sit down and maybe have form a habit of meditating in the morning or every time we're stressed out, I'm telling you for a fact, you know, from, through my own personal experience, that if you meditate every morning, you'll 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 much easily be able to handle stress, built up stress. Because when you're in a better state of mind and something comes up and you're like, oh, well, if you if you had meditated, if everything's flowing properly, then it's it's okay. Like you can, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I can deal with it. And it's the same thing. I was thinking about negative people that come into your life. And I think we all have negative people that come into our life on some level. And I was just thinking that, you know, I've been, I'm, I'm in a good mood. I just worked out, had a lot of good feedback coming in. I got this really nice testimonial this morning. All kinds of good things are happening. 
And then I just thought that uh, I was in a much better state of mind in case there was some type of something negative that came in. It came into my life, and uh, you know I'm fortunate because I, I don't really feel like I, I have a whole lot of negative things happening in my life or negative people that try to disrupt my life, and that has a lot to do with the environment and the expectations of myself and what I accept in my life, but I think that if we work hard to keep a supportive uh, environment, less stress, and you know, there's a lot of a lot of different groups that I'm involved in, and very few of them. <laughs> well, I'm not involved in. Let's just say I'm not involved in any group I don't want to be in. That has a lot to do with how I condition myself because I understand that I don't have to have those people in my life, or that I don't have to be involved in a group that causes me stress. And many times we do things because we have we feel we have to do them, or we feel like you know, we have an obligation to do them. Like family's a big one. And I love my family. I love different parts of my family. I'm not one of those people that will go to a family event of a number of family members that I don't really know just because I feel obligated to do that. I usually just don't go. And, you know, whatever, you can call that whatever you want, if that's antisocial, if that's not really family oriented, but that's how I live my life. And I think it's important to condition yourself so you live a, a welcoming, loving, supportive life. And, you know, it's no different when we talk about at home. I talk about that condition response at home. And when you come in, you know, when you come in and do you have a, a warm and welcoming home? To come, do you have a supportive home to come home to? Because many of us don't. And that's something that we create. We, we create a warm and welcoming home. We either have that or we don't. And I think we're doing ourselves an injustice if we think that, oh, there's nothing I can do about it. Or that's just how we are. <laughs> this is how we express ourselves by not expressing ourselves. That's a conditioned response. And those are formed habits that each individual in our family member has accepted as a habit in our life. So, for example, if, a, if, your, if your child yells in your face after you tell them they can't have something, that's a conditioned response. And I know that the whole child thing is a, a difficult subject to bring up. Parents are, are so protective of their children and how they raise them. So I certainly don't want to uh, disrespect anyone or, or, or put any more stress on someone's day. But that's a conditioned response. And I think deep down on some level, we can all agree with that. We can all understand that we allowed that on some level, that your child thinks it's okay that they can yell back in your face. And you see it every once in a while. But it's no different. If a parent's yelling at a child... What are you teaching your child? I'm, I'm you know, I'm, told, I'm entirely against yelling. I don't think, I think that yelling is a miscommunication. <laughs> you know, I always compare it to when I look back at how, when you talk to someone from a different country. So when I was going through different countries, through my travels, I was in Germany, for example. And if you're talking to someone, if you're talking to someone in a different language and they don't understand your language, so you speak slower and louder and they still don't understand you because they don't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. <laughs> of course, it's not going to matter how loud you tell it to them. It's the same thing with, a ki with kids. If, you don't, if they don't understand what you're saying, it's not going to help if you yell at them. And if they don't respond to the way, that, the way you tell it to them the first time, it's not going to help a whole lot when you yell. And if it does initially, they're soon going to tune that out. That's going to become a normal habit for them to hear, and they're going to stop listening to you yelling as well. So those are my thoughts around form, formed habits at home. But, you know, it's the same thing with your spouse, with your sister, with your parent. And, 
you know, as we get older as adults, our parents still tend to treat us like children. And, you know, we have to let our parents know that we're not children. <laughs> we're grown and we make our own decisions now. And I'd imagine there's no 14-year-old listening to this and going to tell their parent that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is if you're listening as a parent and that's how you still talk to your grown child that could be 25 years old, it's time to move on and let them be an adult. And if you're, if you're you know, 30 years old and your parents still intimidates you and they still tell you what to do, you're grown. <laughs> It's time for you to let your parents know. And, you know, again, that's a conditioned response. You're allowing that in your life. And I think we would all be much further in life if we all understood that whatever happens to us in life is allowed to allowed to happen in some extent. Now, I'm not talking about something tragic. I'm not talking about something that happens acute, like, you know, some, you know, something very tragic, like a car accident, for example, or, you know, someone... Yeah, I don't want to get into anything too negative, but what I'm saying is is that in most situations, we allow things to happen. And if you talk about abuse, for example, like physical abuse, verbal abuse, that's allowed to some extent. Now, we, you know, we're so in relationships, we're so afraid of being alone. And we'd rather deal with any kind of any type of abuse than be alone. And I think that that's a big issue when it comes to conditioned responses and in allowing things that happen in our lives because we form habits these are formed habits and we think and we you know we think in our head like that's okay and certain things aren't okay but after they continue to happen over and over again these are formed habits that are now your conditioned response so if we go take a step back and we look at things that we could make a difference in for example so you could if you have any issues at home then you come home when you talk to your children you maybe you compromise a little bit maybe you tell them why you're trying to live a healthier lifestyle why this food's going to help them feel better or get better grades and that's not going to be easy you know i'll tell you that much it's not going to be easy because they've they've lived they're used to living a certain way their entire lives and all of a sudden you're going to tell them they can't have pizza every friday night now <laughs> it's not going to work out so well. So I always talk about small adjustments, making small adjustments, little things happen, and being supportive with that. So instead of saying, this is the way it's going to be, <laughs> have a conversation and tell them why and treat them like an adult or treat them like a person. It's the same difference with your spouse. You know, I run into so many issues with when I'm training someone or, or teaching someone and they have to go home and say, well, so-and-so won't eat that or so-and-so is very unsupportive of me doing this. And I tell them that you have to talk to them. That's a conditioned response to let for them to say, I'm not really interested in any changes. Well, I mean, you have to talk to them. Please talk, talk to whoever it is and let them know this is important in your life. And I have to believe that if you reason or compromise or, or meet them halfway, if they, you know, I have to believe that if they love you, they're your loving partner, that they want to make you happy and they're really, they're willing to make compromises. I just feel that a lot of or many times we say, well, I'm going to try this and there's no real communication there. That's such a big issue with relationships, but if you have a, a, a real honest conversation and you sit down and you talk to one another and you explain why this is, why you want to try this or why you want to do this, maybe you'll try it with me or, or maybe you won't. But again, I think that many times it's, we, we, we try to hide certain things or we don't make it open and, and then that miscommunication is offensive because we, because the other person feels like we're trying to keep secrets. So 
It's so important to pay attention to those little things, those little formed habits of how your your life is and how your environment is. And you know, one of the big things I talk about is finding a supportive environment. That means so much. And, and like I said before, many times we don't have that at work. Many times we don't have that at home. So we need to go out and find a supportive environment and form that as a habit. So many, you know, we have habits all the time. We just don't think about it. We also have goals that we don't think about either. So your habit is usually you go and grab your car, you put your shoes on, you grab your car keys, and then you open the door and you go out to the, you go out to, you go out to your car. Well, of course, that's a habit. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to get out to your car. But many times we do those things. They're, they're so deeply ingrained, we don't think about it. That's just something that we do. So if we could form our habits a little differently, for example, so you start to form a habit while, how you make your healthy lunch the night before. You pack your gym bag and you put it in the car or you always have a change of clothes. When I coach my clients online, I tell them always have some kind of snack meal in the car so you're not missing a meal. So you can always increase your metabolism, have energy, feel better. So you always have some packaged trail mix in the car. You always have a piece of fruit and a granola bar in the car or, or something like that, you know, in your gym bag, in your briefcase, whatever it is. So these are conditioned responses that you turn into a habit as you learn to live a healthier lifestyle. So that's how you can change those little habits. You can change those little things. When you get up in the morning, you have some, you, maybe you have a green smoothie or maybe you have a probiotic and um, to get your body ready for food. These are all little habits that can help change your lifestyle in a big way. But it all begins with understanding what's been conditioned in your life and what kind of habits that you have. So if, if, if it's not a habit in your life to make lunch, that's something that needs to be formed. It, all it takes is a little bit of effort. Now, I'm not going to say it's going to ha- it'll happen overnight, but what I am saying is there needs to be effort put in for that to be of habit formed. And instead of saying, well, I don't, I don't make lunch anymore. I mean, I, I don't make lunch. I go out and eat every day. You go out, out, you go out to eat lunch every day because that's a habit that's been formed in your life. He didn't just all of us. He didn't always go out for lunch in your life. <laughs> now that's that's just something that's been formed. So instead of saying, "Oh, we go out for dinner," you know, three nights a week, how about you start making dinner once a week, which turns into twice a week, and then three times a week, and then you're spending less money eating out, and you're going to the grocery store more often. See what happens is you start. So you're slowly starting to change your mindset. You're slowly starting to change your beliefs and the story you're telling yourself. You're hanging out at the grocery store, buying better things. You're starting to talk to more people, reading ingredients. So you're changing your environment. So if you could see that it's all of, it's all a conditioned responses stacked up to live a healthier lifestyle. And that's why I wanted to talk about this today because I think at the very root of most of the things, 98% of the things we do is it's all based around conditioned responses and the habits we've formed in our lives. Woo! That was a lot. I think I'm gonna let that ride. I I think I'm gonna put. I'm gonna make one error in there or one edit in there, and that's it. Wee! (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for being here for this edition of the show. I always appreciate your time and efforts coming in to see what we have going on. Don't forget to check out Pure Dime. My landing page is puredime.com/slash Drew Tadia. If you have any digestive issues and you need some help, they're offering 10% off their Lifezyme plant-based digestive enzyme. All you have to do is enter in the code word DREW, D-R-E-W, for your 10% off discount. 
Now I have a weekly newsletter I send out every Monday morning that has my recipes, videos, blog posts, radio shows, all my current content. I create that all myself. And you can subscribe at trueformlife.com. Just on the front page, there's a widget where you can enter your email address in and you can subscribe there. All past shows are going up on exploringmindandbody.com. So if you want to check out any of these shows that you missed or more shows in the past, you can check out the website to have more information on what I do there if you're checking this out on iTunes, for example. And then speaking of iTunes, I would love a ratings and review if you get a chance. That would mean that would mean a lot to me. It really would. It makes a big difference in you know how, how I feel about the show and, and what I'm doing and what I'm doing with it. And I just want to read a quick one here. Um, this was this this one said, I love how Drew covers many aspects of how to live a good lifestyle. Well balanced and not boring at all. <laughs> Listening to these podcasts because they're full of information that isn't the typical. And I know typical because I grew up in the health minded industry. Keep doing what you do. Keep doing what you're doing, Drew. It's valuable and refreshing. So this was sent in by Slicely. S L Y S E L Y. Slicely. <laughs> so thank you so much for taking the time to write in. I so much appreciate that. And I'd be happy to read out more more reviews that are coming in because that means so much to me. So if you do get a chance, over to head over to iTunes and exploring mind and body. And lastly, we have a short time before. I just did my first live workout for our monthly membership group. So we're doing some re- we're doing recipes, we're doing giveaways. I, I plan out a whole meal plan for the month. Each week I send it out. You have grocery shopping lists, recipes, and then the entire workout. You have everything planned out for you. I do that myself and help you so there's less stress. We're getting so many fantastic comments in. Such a great community we're building there. So I'd love for you to get a chance to check that out. It's only two weeks here before we start a new month. I'd love for you to be a part of that as well. So head over to trueformlife.com for more details. And I'm going to let you go on that note. Thanks again for being here. That's it. That's all I got. Catch you on the next one. As always, I'm your host, Drew Taddea, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.